You're listening to Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon, Old Black Magic. And I'm Molly Adams, the Millennial. So sweet. All right, Molly, we're talking the N-word, and it's Nazi. We'll get an answer to the president-elect's question, are we living in Nazi Germany? And speaking of the POTUS, how was his press conference at his own property in New York City, the Trump Tower? Clown town city. We've also got to talk about the media itself. Those alt-left liberal communist bastards! Was that your Russ Limbaugh? Yeah, I'm glad you recognized it. (laughs) Very good, Molly. You're a true American. And we play the game Racist, Not Racist. Joseph finds the less famous one is Michael Jackson. Was he on the Schindler's list? No, that's a more famous one, Rafe. He was in Shakespeare in Love. So many fines. So many fines. All right, that sounds hilarious. So let's get started. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start the show by listening to a bit of music, a hot new track, if you will. Das Vaterland. Das Vaterland forever. Yeah, man. Right, this is you singing, right? Yeah. It's me on the vocals. It's me on the beat. I made the beat itself. I mixed it and arranged it. And all I took was the lyrics from Edelweiss, an ode to the Fatherland and the Vinta. Oh, it's just it's just the Vinta. It's just... Okay, I'm watching. Brian made a music video to this too, because clearly you have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> no, that's how you crank out content, dude. This is okay. First of all, hilarious. Who like it's it's like I'm about to hear Migos be like, "No me" in the background. <laughs> no oh, me, no. greet me, or whatever they say. You look happy to greet me. In the true tradition of uh, German efficiency, like a Porsche factory, we cranked out this music video and this track in one afternoon. We? Yes. Is who? You and your twin Brandon? Yeah, yeah, me and my multiple personalities and my German factory of content creation. Yeah, you're really catching catching the white supremacist chill wave there. (laughs) Brian, this is going to go viral on Stormfront. Is this listed on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. You have like a train moving through the woods, white women braiding their hair. It's... Bavarian braids, Bavarian braids, bro. And I feel we came out with a masterpiece. Take the lyrics of Edelweiss and just flip them around and make it like for everybody. Yeah, just, you know, German nationalism, Aryan nationalism <laughs> for everybody. Make America yeah. great again. Because I said, that's Fatherland forever, man. You are obsessed with Nazis and like the media isn't helping you because what you love Man in the High Castle, of course. Pound for pound. Man in the High Castle is one of the better shows. In because you can't say TV anymore. You just got to say a show. It's a show. And I I posted on uh, Instagram. This show was so good where it has you almost 
rooting for the fucking Nazis. I mean, does it have you being like, oh, yeah, I guess if the Nazis and the Japanese had won World War II, I, I guess I'd be on the Nazi side. What? Well, no, you, you don't think that because you don't. I'm a patriot, bro. You just like well, understand. You just like understand why he made his choices. No, they figured out a way to make me care about the show. And hold on. Fuck, first of all, first of all, let me say something. Fuck Nazis. I hope I he dies. I hope all those Nazis die. That's the only <laughs> reason I'd be watching that. Like, how I don't know, you... Molly. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, well on, actually, the on. only other reason I would watch it is the, the episodes you. I did watch with my uncle, who was the whoop, bookseller whoop. in the first season, Rob LaBelle. Shout out. Shout out. Rob LaBelle kills that role. <laughs> but, you know, spoiler alert. I don't, I'm, I just, Nazis are not cool. Never. I can't watch something. I, I could, ugh. Well, you I know like what? I, I, I don't need to revisit that. You want to hear a funny story? Uh, I went through a Nazi phase in fourth grade. Oh, I was so like, <laughs> I was like 10. What does that mean? How does I, I, uh, a, black, a black child in the Chicago suburbs go through a Nazi phase? I re- I started looking at these war books of uh, World War II, and they had like two thick ones just on the European invasion. And there were just so many like very well shot pictures of Nazis and all their stuff. And it just looked cool as fuck. You just got taken in by some propaganda. I got, ta- I got taken in by American Easy. education, whatever this was. So I just started drawing swastikas everywhere. Like doodling swastikas everywhere. And I end up putting a swastika on my Timberland boat shoes. Right? And then my went to a event with my dad and we're in the car. And he just, Molly Adams, my best friend who was Jewish. <laughs> By the luck of you, my father just happened to go and look at my boat shoes and see the swastika on it. And he's like, what? Brian, what? what is that? Were you like, oh, it's just it's just a fun symbol. It just it goes I, this I way said, and that way. <laughs> I said that. I was like. No, what What did you think it meant? Why I said, you... oh, I said, oh, it means war. It means like war or something. It's like from World War Two. It says, you know, it means war. He's like, oh, OK. All right. They say, you know, that's the people we fought against. I'm like, oh, really? So we ha- we're having this history conversation. And then I realized he's driving me to the shoe store to buy some more shoes. That's clearly nice we of can't, your dad. That's clearly nice we can't go dad. to this event with me wearing swastika shoes. We can't do no. that. So he tells my Don't mother, go, right? I think I think that's a good like rule for everybody everywhere. Don't go <laughs> in an event wearing swastika shoes. So my dad tells my mother about this whole thing. And he's like, yeah, Brian's been drawing swastikas everywhere. And she's like, what? And then she goes in my room and they're everywhere. They're, it's like infested with swastikas. Everywhere. Which is, I, whatever. We'll leave that up to the imagination. She starts saving money to go on this Europe trip that we end up taking two years later. We're outside of Heidelberg, Germany, and we go to Dachau concentration camp. And we go through the tour, which was informational and cool. No, it wasn't cool, Brian. It's like we go to plantation and being like, it was so amazing. <laughs> so we're in this one part where it's like a pile of shoes, like to the ceiling, right? Classic Holocaust exhibit move. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is very affecting. I've seen like yeah. a, a number of places have that. The actual shoes that the people wore. So it was, it's, it's that moment, right? So my mother says, see, Brian, see, this is why the Nazis weren't good. So you can't go 
and draw swastikas everywhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that was fourth grade, Brian. I'm on my way to seventh grade. I'm in a basketball and titties. I'm in the like real <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm not wow. In, I'm not in the Nazis anymore. That's so fourth grade. <sighs> All right. Well, real quick, I did just want to answer a question for our president-elect, which he tweeted um, right around when he had his press conference, which we're going to talk about shortly. I wanted to ask an actual historian Donald Trump's question on Twitter, which is, are we living in Nazi Germany? Today. And and, and he's not talking about men in the high castle. He's talking about real life. Yeah. I talked to Jackie Shine earlier. So, Danny, please roll the tape. So, Jackie Shine, my question for you is actually Donald Trump's question, which is, are we living in Nazi Germany? LOL, Donald Trump. No, we're not. What's so interesting about his using that reference, though, is that people on the left have been using it to describe his style of campaigning and politics since a year, really a year before the Republican convention. Historical comparisons are very, very hard to make because so many things change over time. One of the things that people have been saying is that this political moment is like Germany in the 1930s because Trump has been talking about creating a registry for Muslims and Muslim Americans. And the comparison there, of course, is to the Nazi regime's treatment of Jewish people. But even more than that, something that was happening in Germany in the 1930s and is happening now is that secular assimilated Jewish people are targeted for anti-Semitism far more than they have been in the past several decades. This revival of anti-Semitism is not only like what happened in Germany in the 1930s, it, it is what happened. When we talk about his tactics, it's not that there aren't comparisons to be made, it's that we have to take account of all of the ways that the world is different now. And sometimes that might actually mean that it's worse than it was in the 1930s, or that fascism, the way that fascism is communicated has become more intense. The way that social media is disseminated and the kind of 24-hour news cycle, as much as I roll my eyes when people invoke those things, in this case, I think it changes very much how messages are communicated and particularly how political messages that rely on emotion are cultivated. That was writer, historian, and media critic, and my personal friend, Jackie Shine. You can follow Jackie Shine on Twitter at Dear Splenda, which is one of Brian's favorite artificial sweeteners. Get at us if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, I, I do walk around with Splenda packets in my pocket like an old black man. Yes, or just an old man. My grandfather did that too. So let's talk about this press conference that he had in the Trump Tower in New York City. And this is interesting. He cut a deal with New York City when he built this tower to make the lobby of Trump Tower a private public space in order to negotiate more floors for his building because they normally were not approving that around Central Park. Hmm. See, he's good at business. He's good at business. He's a great president. He's a good at business. When I hear that, I'm like, that man should be my president. Well, hold on. All right. Let me let's keep this objective. 
A lot of people were hating on him for making it at Trump Tower, like, oh, but he's not president yet, so he can't do it at the press room at the White House. Yeah, so he's, no, he, at the end of the day, he's just a regular dude. He hasn't gotten a job yet, so he just happened to I have know. the space. I but can't hate on him people, for that. Whatever, he, he likes people being on his property. Did you watch it? I actually watched it, and this is funny, Molly. I actually watched it on uh, ABC's Facebook Live feed. And I was amazed by how many hearts and thumbs up I was getting. Got a lot of frowny faces. Like from his personal Facebook Live feed? No, no, this was ABC News. Okay, carrying a Facebook Live feed at the conference. Carrying a Facebook Live Dude, feed whatever. Whatever happens on the internet is fake. Whatever, and, I don't care. And I, just it's people either, being trolls. It's just this click, 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 <laughs> Where I just kept doing, like, I just started doing frowny faces for like three minutes straight. And then I stopped. Because who's doing that? You're a grown man. Yeah, Sending but I was, like, I, was actually, I was actually like smoking and doing frowny faces on the Facebook live feed. And then I did Ugh. a few thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, well, it was like an unsurprising shit show to me. Just like I'm standing in front of a fan that's about to blow shit all over me. And I just like know it's about to come. If we were playing a game of, uh, I don't know, word charades. Of what? I would say. I don't know. Is that word charades? I don't even know what the hell that is. I mean, <laughs> okay. A game where I just throw things charades. out. Like, yeah. And I would say empty folders, cheering crowds. The empty folders. <laughs> if I, just I said don't know that. what you'd be talking about if you said empty <laughs> folders, cheering crowds. Yeah, he made that. He had like actual props and extras. And it's just like, it's such, I hate to say this, but it's like such a distraction. And it's so disturbing. Those folders, like, regardless of whether they had actual documents in them or not he brought out this table stacked it full of folders like the fact that he still brought them out as a prop to be like look at all the paperwork i've signed to become the president all these like disclosure forms like isn't that excessive it's like no i think you should be signing and reading thousands of pages of paper but at the end of the day you know what i would like those pages of paper to be what those that goddamn tax return yes and the only reason, only reason, I don't care about his tax return, about dealings, this and that. I just don't think that motherfucker got a billion dollars. No. I, I, I think that's the biggest lie. I think he is not a billionaire. And that's, in, hip -hop, a, in the hip hop world, y'all hear flousing. He is a charlatan. That's the perfect word to me to describe Donald Trump. A charlatan. Up and down. Have you ever seen a Say 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 video? By Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. You weren't no, even born yet. You maybe. weren't even born yet. This is okay. what being a millennial is all about. I know the song. Say, say, say. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney were snake oil salesmen in the old timey times. Going town to town, selling bullshit. Yeah, like a Mark Twain character. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how this shit show goes. And it's 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 a shit show. I will say the the uh my new Trump thing which is crazy, is that he got a visit from Steve Harvey, which, honestly, I don't know if you should say this, Steve Harvey looks like a black gay walrus. <laughs> <laughs> is it disrespectful? Half, half black and half walrus. <laughs> is it for you personally yeah. as a black man? I mean, as it is for me black man. as an old black man. It is personally yeah. offensive. I mean, it is personally for me as a young white woman. Is it offensive to you that 
He has put Ben Carson and Steve Harvey on the project of housing and urban development. The whole thing is ridiculous. So I don't expect the black part of it to be like everything, like, everything about the Trump everything administration. Is so, everything is it's so ridiculous. Why, why would you think the black part would be dope? Well, like he's going to go like like he's going to go get uh, uh, what's it? James DeGrasse Jackson. Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> yeah. Would you say James DeGrasse Ta- it's, Jackson? It's like, I like to call him James DeGrasse Jackson. <laughs> that, yeah, really, but you know I don't what? know that's, what he would get him to head That's probably who Donald Trump would take. Who would pick. Yeah, that's who Donald <sighs> Trump would pick is a guy named James DeGrasse Jackson <laughs> and try to convince everybody that it's Neil DeGrasse Tyson. That's, yeah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. And so, yeah. uh, actually, if we could talk about the media right now. Yes, we who can. Who were at that press conference and have squandered opportunities to like, get like legitimate answers. Or at least, like, expose him for the charlatan that he is. Squandered opportunities. Mm-hmm. He called BuzzFeed a failing pile of garbage, and he did this because BuzzFeed published the dossier straight up on their website. Have you heard of this dossier? Yeah, I mean, it's all the the PP dossier. Yeah, put together by a British spy who I think actually, we'll verify this. Yeah, a British spy who may have had some payment from Jeb Bush to do this. He- uh, Nice, I love that. This dossier is like what Russia may have on Trump and none of it is verified. Um, But it had been circulating for like four to six weeks in Washington and some outlets had it and some didn't. And it's very hard to verify. And BuzzFeed published it justifying the publication without verification as just like, well, people at the upper levels of government know about this. So you should, too. If they coined it like that, if they said, hey. This is not verified, but this is what people know yeah. in the business. I don't care. It's so much fake bullshit out there. Fuck it. Well, of course, the media, since it is, you know, driven by profits and eyeballs, everybody also kind of like turned on BuzzFeed, all the mainstream media, like admonishing them for publishing it. And then really, they just got scooped. So they're mad about that. And but, the media, to but, me, while, they, while they're like framed as so liberal, so lefty, like... They just want access to power. And I mean, I'm saying this, of course, about mainstream, ma- mainstream media, if you will. You know what I'm and talking about. And hold on, real, real quick, Molly. Who, you're, who, we're, who we're talking about is, of course, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, and MSNBC, right? Yeah, yeah, to name, to name a few. And then there's a few, like, you know, more tech-funded news outlets. Those, don't, those aren't the mainstream media. But just people who have been taking off-the-record meetings with him. Like, not... Like if the if they could unite to like just keep asking the same question over and over again until he answered it, it's just it's so frustrating to me. And then you have like, uh, like. Well, you want you want to get? Let me put it through an old black magic lens. Is what I see. Help me make sense of it. Well, young lady, this is how Can it you, is. <laughs> you're like my own personal bagger Vance. Bagger Vance yeah. me through this. I don't know. I think it's like this. At the end of the day, GE, which is NBC, Fox News, which is Murdoch, and all these media companies are just actual big companies that at the end of the day have to sell washing machines and cars and stuff. So it's not there. They don't care about journalistic 
integrity. In the old days, the word of a Dan Rather was the word. Point to well, me somebody now. <laughs> point to me somebody now who so, someone can say something and it's like that was the truth. I believe it, and it can turn the country. No one believes anybody. Yeah, you can't no, believe there's... Rachel Maddow. You, and Rachel Maddow looks just like Sean Hannity when you think about it. <laughs> they look alike. Sure, they have similar haircuts, and they're both white. And they're the same thing. Yeah, I I mean, I do think it's good to have a variety of opinion. Having just one voice is not good. I mean, it wasn't just Dan Rather back in the day, but it is. It's It's disturbing that you can go where you want to get what you want to see. That's been said a million times. But these people being like shocked that Megyn Kelly's getting $20 million from NBC, allegedly, and that Greta Van Susteren is now on MSNBC. Like these networks don't want to move away from the Trump vote. Like they're not becoming more liberal. They want to bring in people who support Trump. And I also think like outrage watching, hate watching is like like people are giving them their money, too. The fact that Rachel Maddow went on. In MSNBC, it has commercials running on how we should give Greta Van Setren a chance. Greta, Greta was part of an anti-black, anti-minority campaign on Fox openly, feeding oh, yeah, her children she, did on she that. Come, did she come up like through OJ or something? She some came shit? up through OJ when it was when it was okay. When anti-black hating was like, woo, that wow. was like, that's real. That was when if you had a a thirst for hating some niggas, OJ was the outlet. I was six years old, eight years old. You know? So, and you bring Greta Van Sessions on that so-called... I like how you just kind of like, Greta Van Schmutter. I I don't want to say her name fully. It's like Beetlejuice. (laughs) I'll just end on this. Fuck MSNBC. Fuck everybody in everything is how I feel, actually. Mom, Dad, I hate you. Fuck everybody. (laughs) Fuck everything. Well, I know what will make you feel better, Molly. Yes, please. A good old-fashioned game of racist, not racist. Our oh, yes. Yes. This is the game oh, where yeah. we put everyday snafus in front of people where sometimes people play the race card where it shouldn't be played, or sometimes it's okay to play it. This British production company made a series called Urban Myths, and they're using like rumors of celebrities and reenacting them. So there's going to be one, I guess he's not a celebrity, historical figure is too, one of like Hitler in art school. And then this one was based on this rumor that Michael Jackson, Liz Taylor, and Marlon Brando like rented a car in a panic after 9-11 and like drove out of Los Angeles together. And like road trip. Road trip. And so they have Stockard Channing playing Liz Taylor. Uh, Brian Cox. Yeah, Brian Cox playing Marlon Brando. That's the old guy from the Born Identity and Jason Bourne stuff. Yes. And then they have Joseph Fiennes playing Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first heard this, I was like, get the what? It was, I heard about it like a year ago. Because what race is Michael Jackson? He's not, He's anime. He's... <laughs> which I guess like as the comedy, but like... Michael Jackson is not anime. He is he's like not. he's from Gary, Indiana. Well, and honestly, most your average person doesn't even want to understand what Gary, Indiana, Michael Jackson is. I mean, you and I 
live in Chicago, so we know that element, the type of black. But your average Asian person thinks he's magic or anime. Your person overseas, they don't consider him as like a Tyrone Washington black. I, I do think that like it's very accepted that like, oh, Michael Jackson just wanted to be white. No, like, Michael that's Jackson like did a, not want Like, to be that's white. the urban myth. Like, that's the urban myth. Oh, Michael Jackson just wanted to be white, so we cast a white man. <gasps> Maybe they were thinking on that level, but I doubt I, it. I wish we all could get there. Racist, not racist. Is pulling the episode. Is pulling the episode racist or not racist? Well, that's not the question. Okay. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's, I think the whole concept is not racist. It's art. And maybe we are living in Nazi Germany when someone can express themselves and let a white man be Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to say because it made Paris sad. Oh, it's do racist. That. Don't do that. Don't pull the Paris Jackson card off. I mean, it made Paris sad. Racist. Well, you know what? Paris needs to realize the world doesn't revolve around her and she needs to go do something else. Her father belongs to all of us in our hearts forever. You know what? I have a what would you do? Bonus. Bonus content. <laughs> Bonus content. Bonus All right, this, content. This is a what would you do, and it deals with Michael Jackson. Okay, you ready, Molly? Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm... Buckle up. I just fastened my seatbelt. Okay, so let's just say Michael Jackson's still alive. Okay. Okay. And... You get a you, you're on Craigslist and you and you want to you want to make some extra cash and you see like hey, um, I always go to Craigslist when I'm trying <laughs> to make extra cash. Yeah, and you see a thing for like home helper, part time home helper, and it was like ten thousand dollars. Like whoa, it was some crazy like. <laughs> okay, three- so let's. I'm, we're not because obviously I would not actually send this email, but I apply and I take it. You apply and you get there. You get to the house. It's a, it's a mansion. Like, whoa, who's in here? You go in there. It's Michael Jackson. Okay. Okay. If this were a choose your own adventure book, I definitely could have made all these choices to get to this point. Okay. You get to this mansion and you come to find out you're assisting Michael Jackson, the king of pop, right? And he's in the last days of his life. You don't know he's going to die, but he's in the last days of his life. When that doctor was there, right? Yeah. So you go upstairs because you're summoned to go to his bedroom. You go upstairs and he's like, fucked up. He's on Demerol R, right? Demerol. And then he says, Molly, come here. Okay. Come here, I got to tell you something. Okay, Mr. Jackson. All right, come come closer. Okay, I'm right here. A little bit closer. I'm not close to my getting to him. Your ear is an inch from his lips. Okay, I guess I could see myself. Because he's talking real. Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's he's weak. weak. He's weak. He's 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 hurt. I'm a home helper. I'm here to help. Yeah, you're right. And and then you're like, and you're like, yeah. And he's like, he says, I did. Did what, Mister Jackson? I did what the media said to them kids. I did. Whoa, okay. Then he said, I did it. (laughs) And then he died. (laughs) And then he died. I guess I would have laughed and then I would have been very scared. Okay, so so wait, now what? Right? So like, and like, there's a hustle and bustle and all that. I alert somebody? That's what I would do next. Yeah, of course, you alert someone. 
And then everyone rushes in. And then one of the assistants says, what did he say to you? Like we heard, because they have the room bugged. Okay, right? but they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't hear. They're like, what did he say? This is so elaborate. So what many details. He, what did he say to you? What did he say to you? And then you're like, nothing. A day later, you get a call from like TMZ and leak that it was a bedside confession to Molly Adams. How much money would it take for you to, to spill the beans? <laughs> well, you see that I stopped you earlier because I thought that was going to be the what would you do? What was it? What? When, like, the nurse asked me what he said. You're Did narking? I... You're narking from the nurse next? Well, I'm glad you took me to the next step, because now I know if I'm ever in this situation, I should hold out for some cash. Yeah, duh. <sighs> I'm a black man. Wait a minute. Whoa. You would give that scoop to another motherfucker? I don't know. That would actually be really intense. I did just watch Michael Jackson die, and he confessed to molesting kids, and a lot was going on. Okay, no, I wouldn't say anything to the nurse. You're right. How much would it cost for a TMZ interview for me? Yeah. How much are they offering? Well, you know how they do. They don't really throw it out there, but if it's hot, they're like, or if he said, okay, 100000 Double it. And then double it again. And then double 000. it again. 400,000. 1.2 million. For that, that's a sit-down interview. I don't know. I would. I guess I'd try to take it as high as they would go. Tony Minor, comedian and artist from Washington, D.C., said it would take Oprah Winfrey only to give her $12 million or she wouldn't keep take it to the grave. Is that okay. crazy? <laughs> Uh, do you feel like like your one of your black friends and one of your white friends having different answers to that question says anything about America? That hunkies will sell you out in a heartbeat? <laughs> 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 yeah, everybody. Simply because I'd take a lot of money to talk about Michael Jackson. I was probably doing home helper at like, oh no, it was $10,000. It was that, paid weight. If, I, was, paid if well. I was, wasn't getting paid like $11 an hour... No, uh, ten, 10 stacks. Ah, that's a that's a complex one. I hope people can tell us what they think. What would you do? You know what, Molly? Next week on the podcast, I'm, I'm putting my thoughts together on a theory that I have on one of America's favorite couples, Jim and Pam Halpert from Scranton, Pennsylvania. What's your theory? That they're just some Trump-ass white people at the end of the day. <laughs> you know I'd buy that. All right. Can't wait to talk to you. It's been a pleasure having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the voice out. Bless my homeland forever.